Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces. Cosmos Ecosystem NFT Share and Chill, hosted by Lil Gaines. Let's take a listen. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. What's going on, Finn? How are you doing, bro? How are you doing? Hey, uh... Hey, Kevin. What's up? How you doing? What's going on? Do you know where you go to validate those Manekis? Um, yes. Okay, so <clears throat> before we get the, the space started, so if you already own a Maneki, right? You mm-hmm. go to the Maneki, you go to the IBC Gang Discord, all right? And in okay. the IBC Gang Discord, there's going to be a channel that says, let's see, let's see, because I did this a little while ago. It's been a little while, okay? Okay. <clears throat> I think it's called Maneki. I think it's just called Maneki chat and right here. Yep. Instructions. Go to instructions. And then if you go to the instructions channel, it tells you exactly everything to do, but it's pretty, pretty easy, man. Pretty easy. Okay, cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you for your help. Yep. Yep. I did mine and I was like, Oh wow. I, dude, I had no idea they had a private uh, chat. That's pretty cool. You know, I didn't either. I bought it. And I was like, well, I got it. And I heard uh, Tank say something about you got to go somewhere to validate it. Yeah. 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 Actually. Yeah. If you go to, if, so if you go to Maneki Cosmos, the, the category under frequent ask questions, you click on that channel and it gives you a step-by-step guide on what to do with the, you know, setting up the starry bot and getting access to the channel, but it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank have you. Have fun, Kevin. Have fun. Thanks. All right. I think we can get started now. We got traders in the in the spaces. Today's uh a trader um a, a it's not really like an AMA. We're just going to hang out and talk about the project. So, uh welcome traders. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing today, dude? Oh, you know, doing all right. Tired. Um been working hard on getting everything set up for the launch with Loop and very excited about it, but definitely burning the midnight oil, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's, it's one thing we, one thing we don't really ask creators that much is like, you know, how are you really doing? Like, is <laughs> is your project taking a toll on you? You know, are you, are you going through a lot of like emotions? Um, you know, are you getting stressed? So is, are you handling all that oh, yeah. really well? Or I think it comes with a it comes with the territory to a degree, but yeah, I mean, thank you for asking that. That is definitely something that is oft overlooked, I would say. <clears throat> um, yeah, there's definitely like a toll uh, on you as a creator, but it's kind of like part of the process, especially the week of launch is just always, you know, 
there's just always a lot of emotions like everything's kind of coming to to be really real which is really fun but a little nerve-wracking um, exactly <clears throat> thankfully i've got a, a great team that's uh supporting me uh the loop team has been wonderful to work with so i mean that alone takes a lot of you know the stress of of things off so yeah we're gonna get through the the next couple of days are gonna be really exciting and you know then maybe i'll i'll take a nap <laughs> yeah so you're you're you know distributing the the workload between all your your teammates right now right so you don't feel yeah. overwhelmed a little bit yeah trying to i mean definitely there's a lot of things that you know i i personally handle as the founder but there's definitely a lot that my team is is doing to help help me kind of lift this to you know to being ready for launch good good yeah yeah i'm sure you're pretty excited about that and i'm sure there's a lot of pressure from the community and pressure from you know <clears throat> other things that are happening with the project so just make sure you you take it easy you know don't get overwhelmed no no of course not yeah no and i think the community right now everybody just it's a general sense of excitement i mean everybody's just so ready for the loop uh, marketplace to launch and for them to get to experience you know a new platform and a new minting experience and then to to get their hands on these reward nfts um i think the general kind of consensus is just excitement around that whole process and i hate to bring this up uh because it was a really really hard time for all of us but um you're you're coming from the terra terra you know uh chain right Yes, exactly. So yeah, we were actually a project set to launch on Terra. Uh, we originally were in talks with Luart, <laughs> which if you followed the Luart or the the Terra NFT space, you know that like uh, you know in April May timeframe, uh, Luart kind of had their own issues that really kind of set off our launch um, and pushed us back while we were searching for a new place to launch uh, since Luart was no longer a very optimal place and the community was not wanting to like support minting there with that team anymore. Uh, so that delayed our launch. And then we were looking for a new place. And, and in the meantime, Terra collapsed. So that really, really delayed our launch. And here we are now in August. Um, but honestly, in some ways, I really think it was a, like a blessing in disguise because you know, it, it gave me time to get to know the loop team, uh, to kind of come up with uh, some different, you know, different things like these reward NFTs that we can add to our utility and use case, which I think are really, really awesome for the community. So we're just able to deliver more value with that extra time. Um, and, and yeah, so, you know, Terra was a, a class, was a really tough time, but I think that how we bounce back from it is going to be, is going to be really strong here. Yeah, yeah, and you guys will, you guys definitely will. I, I'm pretty curious to to understand, like, where where did they get this idea of, um, you know, staking your your NFTs and, you know, providing liquidity with the the tokens from the NFTs? Like, I where the heck did they come up with the idea? That that sounds like a very interesting concept. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I know it's something that they were working on going all the way back to the Terra days. It was kind of their major differentiator when they were going to launch on Terra as a NFT marketplace. But yeah, as soon as I had a conversation with Tom from Loop about it, I mean, my mind was racing. And I think the next day I sent him probably the longest telegram message he's ever received of just like different ideas of how people could use these, even things that we aren't going to include, but just like, you know, checking the technical capabilities of these things, just because I think it's a wild idea. 
there's so many cool applications that are going to come out from this, um, you know, from this technology. And so I really think that, uh, I think I, Tom was like, whoa, who is this guy? Like the next day he just sends me this, like, yeah, like super long, um, very detailed kind of paragraph about what all the different use cases that these reward NFTs can have. Cause I, I, I just got so excited by the idea. And the more I dug into it, I think it's just really going to change the game of, of NFTs. And I think it's going to bring the Cosmos NFT space into a whole new uh, scene. Isn't it not like it's to me, it's completely nuts, not, not in a bad way, but like just crazy how, how quickly the NFTs are evolving. You know, I yeah. thought NFTs were just like basically a community um, and you, you bought an image and you just held it in your wallet and that was about it. You know, you could trade it if you want it, but now we're mixing freaking NFTs with DeFi. It's incredible. It, to me, it's just kind of mind blowing, you know? So yeah. with, the, with your NFT, just, just so I can understand it more, um, on the loop marketplace, are you, so people are going to earn rewards from your NFT and what token, the loop token or your own token? So, yeah, so that in this case, we're actually going to be working with the loop team to attach loop tokens. Um, so there is going to be 1.5 million loop tokens spread across our uh, NFT collection. Uh, there's going to be four different reward tiers. One of those reward tiers, the, the rarest one, there's just going to be one of them in our mint. But that one NFT is going to have 100,000 loop tokens, um, like kind of claimable through it. Wow. So. Yeah, so somebody, whoever mints that is going to have a, like, fantastic day. Um, there's also going to be five NFTs that have 25,000 um, uh, tokens associated with it. And then there's going to be a, a couple other categories of, like, more common um, kind of rarities. But in general, everybody's going to get some loop, loop tokens kind of associated with their, their NFT. So everybody's a winner in that they're going to get awesome art. Uh, they're going to get a great utility in the loop tokens, and then they're going to be part of our awesome community. So I'm, I really think that we've set this up in a way where the community is just getting a lot of a lot of chances to win. Um, you know, especially with this utility of the of the loop tokens. Oh, and also another thing uh, is that we're working with the Gelato team. They're going to give us three G keys to hide, so we're going to distribute those G keys randomly throughout our collection. Um, what the, and what, explain what the heck G keys are because I, I I heard that in a, another space, but let's go just go through it and explain a little bit what that token does or what it is. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to try and do my best. I see Homestead's on here, so Homestead, if I get this wrong, I, I apologize in advance. G keys are basically um, there. There's going to be one thousand supply of them, and so they're pretty rare. And uh, the G keys can be. Um, basically used to open up a uh, treasure chests that the uh, gelato team is going to create. Uh, so you basically need to either work with a team or work by yourself to gather enough G keys to actually open up one of these like treasure chests and the prizes in these treasure chests are going to be pretty huge. Um, and you can, like, if I, if I understand the concept, right, every time that somebody opens a, a chest, then the next chest becomes more expensive. So it's like it pays to kind of be early as well. Um, so yeah, uh -huh. so there's going to be three of these G keys involved. Um, and yeah, the, the best way to be early or to, to do this is to work as a team. 
Um, I think the dual auto team is really trying to push that people experience like a multi-sig uh, through DowDow to understand kind of the, the different powers of what's being built on Juno, which I think is a really cool and uh, noble idea to, to try and push people to like understand how decentralization works, like to, to understand what a multi-sig is and how it can, you know, create like trust, trusted relationships, even with um, like cryptocurrencies and stuff like that with anonymous people you don't know. Um, so yeah, Homestead, did I, did I miss anything there? Please feel free to chime in. Hey guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I'm in, in the middle of some chores and such, so I don't know how long I'll be able to chat for before somebody's shouting at me or kids are getting after me. Um, but yeah, you pretty much hit it on the head. It's the, the keys are going to be for the year-end grand prize boxes. Um, so it'll be after one year of the platform being live that those prize boxes are available for people to open. Um, totally got it right on after the first box is open, the next box is going to cost more Jiki and so on. So um, it'll burn the Jiki um, and then it'll get harder to open each box afterwards. Um, there'll be a peak function. So you can use a tiny bit of G key to peek inside boxes. So um, accumulating G key uh, is going to give people a chance to play that year end game. Um, the idea of teaming up is absolutely true. Um, we've had people in our discord talking about that, um, bringing me the question of starting a multi-sig for things like that. So uh, yeah, absolutely. What um, you said there about kind of, exposing people to new options and new ideas and how things like this can work, how these wallets can work um, is part of what's happening right now. Um, it's also creating a different kind of sense of community and teamwork in some of the NFT sub communities. Um, the Knots team told me they started their own uh, Discord channel and their own uh, GKey team uh, for their community. Um, so they're going to all work together, I guess, at getting one of those uh, grand prize boxes. I think I heard Sunnyside Reapers is also doing that with their Discord community. Um, so yes, there's a, there's a treasure hunt aspect. There's a teamwork aspect. Um, the G key we're trying to sprinkle all over the place. So they're in some of these NFT series coming to loop. Um, there's the Traders uh, series. There's also going to be two G key in the Trailer Park Kids. Uh, series coming up on loop after Trador's launches so and keep your eye out because we are forming partnerships with other nft uh projects um we're looking to launch our own series soon and then we're going to have a couple other series after that so who knows where you might find some gkey hang on guys i got something to sort out here <laughs> thanks homestead thanks homestead yeah hey, so can i ask a question really quick from for traders absolutely and I guess for Loop as well. So I just read uh, the Medium article you posted. It sounds really cool. Like really interesting. The art is awesome. Uh, but I heard you talk about like, you know, some of the entities are going to have like token, Loop tokens linked link to them already. Um, I'm just wondering like, does Loop support like uh, true, I guess, random minting? Because I guess on Stargaze right now, the people who create the product or whatever, they know the order of the mint already. So I'm just wondering if, if there's anything we do to prevent. I'm not saying, you know what I mean? Just trust and verify. Trust, not, trust don't verify. What's it called? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the, the, to answer your question, so I, so the art is pre-generated. I'm going to be totally transparent on that. Art is pre-generated and has been submitted to the Loop team 
but it is random minting and random assignment of um of the reward tokens so i am not allowed to have any input and will not know at all which nfts have the high prize and which have the g keys or or you know the hundred thousand loop like i have zero input on that and and um yeah so it is random in that uh, assignment of rewards as well cool that's both awesome. in terms of the minting order and the assignment of the rewards are totally random awesome like a double blind type of stuff that sounds really cool oh. yeah double blind and and i've worked very closely with the team at loop to make sure that that was the case uh also you know again for transparency the loop team especially speaking after the luard stuff we spoke and the loop team won't be adding their um you know i we we had discussions about it the loop team is uh you know recusing themselves from these mints in the whitelist phase so it's a public mint phase only for them if they choose as a team so yeah so we've we've talked we've i would say the lesson of loop and traders is that we both learned a lot of lessons from everything that was going on on Terra, and we've tried to bring some of those best practices over here to really start the juno nft scene in a good direction man awesome i loved i love all this, the sound of all that stuff uh, if loop finance could chime in and talk more about how they verify or they can guarantee uh randomness that would be super interesting and i would love to just learn something from them if possible. yeah that'd be great if yeah the loop team wants to come up here and, and chat a little bit because uh, i'm sure people are going to ask that question over and over so the, the quicker they clarify how that's really random that would be that would be amazing but uh traders uh before you got into the um nft world what what were you doing before that like what what transitioned you to the nft creator world so uh, yeah that's a good question actually that, i think you're the first one to actually ask me that i, I do i ask these questions all the yeah. time dude. <laughs> so yeah so i actually came over well i've been in crypto since 2017 um and sometime in like 2018 2019 it, the journey is kind of interesting so uh, yeah, I started using a website called Quora. I'm not sure if you know it. Uh, and through that, I got into a Telegram group called QIC, which is a Quora inner circle. And uh, it was just like a general kind of discussion group talking about different projects. From that, we branched into creating our own kind of like private Discord server. And me and a bunch of guys, there was like, I think 700 of us in the end. Um, so I was one of the like kind of founding 11 team members there. We just kind of uh, would talk a lot about different projects and NFTs. And what I noticed in that server, because we had like a DeFi section and an NFT section, was that there were two distinct camps. Like you were either in the NFT section or you were in the DeFi section. And people weren't really crossing over that camp very much. Um, they, they really were like focused on one aspect. And I, I said to myself, like, it would be really cool to find a way to really merge those. So really the, the origin of the project actually, and that's why it's so cool that I'm launching with Loop is I was looking at this community that we, like a private community that kind of spun out of this QIC group. And uh, I was like, how do I merge these two groups? How do I get that energy of both groups behind, you know, like one artistic concept and one kind of utilization and game? and uh, I came up with this idea that, you know, for the art, it was like representing all of us sitting at our computers every day, which, you know, a lot of us will go on and check a trade view or coin hall charts and, you know, see what's going on with the market. And uh, I started working with an artist and then 
came up with this idea that we could uh, do kind of a decentralized price prediction game to see who really was a good you know trader in, in our group, um, which is something we had done with. Um, Oh man, now I'm going to blank. Is it Augur? Yeah, that's how you pronounce it, Augur. A few times within our group, just like setting up a Discord channel and creating like an Augur kind of decentralized um, kind of system. And I said, well, let's just connect this with an NFT project and let's really let's build out uh, you know a consistent use case for this and the community of people who are interested in kind of being you know active in both uh, sections, NFTs and uh, trading. And it was something I, I hadn't really seen done at the time. You know, there was a lot of kind of ape and other kind of projects on the market. And I said, this is a really different perspective. You know, you've you've got like kind of that three quarters turned, like facing kind of away from the, the the screen. And I thought it was just a really fun concept. So yeah, it kind of just snowballed from that, you know, from from being active in this community of, of people that I uh, helped create. And I said you know, it would be really cool to transition this and, and to see this kind of grow and, and merge those two kind of halves of the cryptocurrency world. Oh, that makes sense why it's called traders and why you see a little person trading on a computer because uh, the background, all of it now makes sense. Does that community still exist? Do you guys still talk a lot or? Yeah, no, we, I'll say this, it still exists. I'm not as active in there because I definitely only have so many hours in my day and I, um, put most of my attention to building up the project, which I think is fair, but I'm still very active with the the core group of us who started the project. I still talk to them daily. Um, a lot of them are in the, the server, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to call them out, but <laughs> yeah, the core group is definitely there still. They've uh, always been, you know, strong supporters of and friends of mine. Um, and I just am not as active in that server these days because I'm, you know, building something on my own. Cool. And just for full transparency, guys, I'm doing this uh, space uh, for fun. I'm not getting paid by the loop team, neither the traders team. I'm not earning free NFTs out of this interview. It's just for fun. And I do these every week on Tuesdays, you know, interview random people, random projects, just for fun to get to know each other. And, you know, if anybody has any questions or they're more than welcome to pop up here and, and ask away. But we can actually, um, you can actually go over the uh the total mints the whitelist and all those fancy things that are coming with the project so you can you can just go ahead and tell the community what to expect yeah sure um so yeah so our whitelist is still open though we're looking to close it by end of day today um so please submit your wallets if you get a chance to in our in our discord um so yeah so our 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 mint is going to have three different phases. The first phase is called the like Luna OG phase. Uh, the purpose of the Luna OG phase is really because uh, I wanted to help kind of migrate the the Terra community who was ultra wrecked over and kind of introduce them to the broader cosmos and IBC worlds. Um, so I gave them a little bit of a discount. It's just a one mint um, phase. Um, and it was just for the people who are in our server, kind of pre-DPEG, who really stuck through because I know everything was super hard for people, you know, after the DPEG. And, and for those people who are such strong supporters, they stuck with us even through that that ma major event. Um, so they they can mint for 40. Um, it's going to just be a very small window, uh, one mint. And then the um, the 
the whitelist phase is going to be for 50 and they're going to be able to mint for three uh, nfts for the maximum on whitelist and then the public mint is going to be for 60. um so then yeah at that point it's going to be i think we're going to we're going to cap it at 15 for that minute because i do want like a pretty decentralized holder um so i don't want to just do like unlimited mints in that phase i'd like to see a decentralized you know group of holders um and not like one whale who holds a bunch of them um and then let's see here what uh what other things can we talk well, about got, from there i got a question oh, yeah i actually so yeah um the proceeds from the mint um how are you guys handling the funds you know uh can you just provide some transparency there what what's what's happening with all the funds from the mint uh, yeah, so I mean, a, a big portion of those funds are going to be going to the development team uh, over the course of you know the next two to four months as they work to build out the roadmap. So a big portion of that is going there. Uh, some of those funds are going to be paid out to the moderators and artists and the team uh, themselves. A good chunk of those portion of those funds is actually going towards the loop tokens. Um, so we close an OTC like over the counter deal for the price of, of, or for the number of tokens that we're buying based on like a percentage of our mint basically. Uh, so there's a good portion of those tokens that are actually going towards kind of giving back to the community in the form of the loop tokens. And then there's another portion of those tokens that are going towards uh, starting a validator on Juno. And then um, that validator is going to be used to kind of create a sustainable uh, reward pool uh, like generating uh, income for the reward pool for the games. So uh, the general idea is that we're gonna take 100% of the commission that we earn from the um, validator and we're gonna send that commission to our reward pool so that the holders and the participants in our game have a sustainable inconsistent um, kind of uh, income towards the reward pool that's gonna be used to, to yeah, pay out to the holders. Gotcha. Do you think um, adding the, do you think that's sustainable long-term though um, providing that kind of, that kind of service? So, cause let's just say that um, every project that starts launching a collection on Juno, they start up, a, they spin up a validator and they kind of use it the same way you guys are doing. What happens with one of what happens with the validator if it goes out of the active set, you know, what's long-term, you know, speaking long-term, what's, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that, you know, there's always going to be a threat of that. I think, uh, and, and that's fine if other people want to delegate and the network becomes decentralized and you know then that's fine we will be building out other um revenue streams as well that are independent that we're going to hope to also create um so one of the other ones that we're looking to build is a pancake style swap up down game it's like a five minute very fast addictive like you're just <laughs> picking a direction and there's going to be an ecosystem fee associated with that three percent that's going to go to that same um pool of funds uh so by basically building in multiple different revenue streams we're hoping we can kind of tackle that um the other thing that we're doing is i mean we're going to be self-delegating so that's when i say like some of those funds are going to the validator like not only for the setup but also for self-delegating to the validator yeah. um and that's going to hopefully keep us we're hoping that that helps keep us in the active set uh you know in terms of like having obviously we're you know committed to to keeping it in the active set so cool cool yeah um and what about the traits because i see um on some of the nfts uh the traits for i mean not the traits but the chart is going down going up 
does that matter for the uh, rarity? What, like, can you explain the traits on the NFTs? Oh yeah, sure. I mean, uh, the the chart rarity. I mean, yeah. So there's a few different charts. Um, we also have a four four error on there, so that's a fun new one. I actually don't think we've even previewed that one yet, but it came out of the NetaDAO uh, team. They actually proposed like. Why don't you have a 404 screen? And I was like, that's actually kind of fun. So there's a 404 <laughs> screen in there now. <laughs> yeah. And um, let's see, the the traits, I mean, we have like the more fun traits for me, but I mean, it'll be different for everybody, I think, are, are definitely the clothes and the head um, gear stuff. So we have like crowns, uh, we have like ninjas. Those are some of the like more fun ones that are, are pretty rare. Um, let's see here, we have a uh, Rick in the in the mix which is a fun one um like batman and joker uh, in the mix um i definitely love all the cosmos traits that we came up with so like the loop ones that you see kind of in the in the preview of the pin message there there's a lot of like cosmos juno i think the juno traits are really cool actually too um so definitely be looking to get a hold of one of those on the secondary um and then uh yeah the charts themselves like i said there's i think there's seven different charts um we originally, yeah, we originally had an idea to do like a dynamic chart feature, but it didn't end up working out on this collection. So there's maybe something we can do with a future drop uh, with like an animated or, or uh, like dynamic NFT collection on the charts. Um, so yeah, uh, the charts themselves don't necessarily like serve a function other than just being fun. Uh, you know, you can get like the ultra rack or the, up only chart and you can kind of fly the banner of how you're feeling as your profile picture if you're feeling bullish that week you know throw up your throw up your bullish one and uh if it was a rough week on the on the charts you know you can throw up the the all red chart very cool very cool and what 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 do you think separates the loop nft marketplace from other others in the ecosystem what are the big differences well i think it, it, when you say ecosystem, I think there's two different ways to look at that, like the broader cosmos versus like just Juno. Um, in terms of Juno, I mean, you're looking at Hopper uh, and Omniflix. And I think the thing that gets me is, well, the, the UI at Loop, like I got to do the beta testing of that, and the UI is super clean. It's really a cohesive and well put together uh, marketplace and experience. So I think it's going to be something that people just enjoy using like navigating, actually going and visiting, looking at collections and stuff like that, which is, I think that's something that's missing from the broader, like, you know, um, NFT scene right now. I mean, Stargaze is also like a really great marketplace, but um, I just like the functionality of the rewards NFTs. So that's, you know, that was something that wasn't being offered by Stargaze and something that I chose to differentiate myself with. Cool. I'm about to get in an elevator here. I actually have to, uh, go for a little drive right now, but hopefully I don't get dropped out. But um, give me two seconds while I get. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're, you're totally fine. That's 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 fine. So yeah, um, used for crypto. Did we basically answer a lot of your questions? Because I I seen that you came up here. You had a question earlier. I think you kind of summarize it. Oh, I mean, um, yeah, you asked you, you asked a bunch of my questions. I just basically been holding back. I don't want to, you know, ask too many questions. But if you give me a minute, I can think about a, a question I had recently. If not, we we can just hang out and chat until he comes back. Um, what have you been looking at? What 
what collections have you guys been looking at or are interested in? Well, let me check my Discord. <laughs> um, let's see. What Discord there are you in? Called, say it again. What Discord are you in? Yeah, so there was one. Like there was one called like Stars Pirate Draw or something like that. Did y'all see that one? Stars Draw. Mm-mm. Like I think they mint a whole bunch of NFTs and then like I think every week they have. Well, okay, they said they're gonna like take the tokens from the mint. They're gonna stake like ninety five percent of them. And the stake, I think it's stars in the, or I think, I believe it's stars and the stake reward, they're going to pay it out to like three NFT holders. Like the first NFT holder is going to get like 35%, second goes like 15% or something like that. I could get the percentages wrong, but something like that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any prices, but that's a new one I'm, I'm hearing about. But, you know, maybe fishy about the Discord. Like they have a whole Discord set up, but like I'm all too much activity in it. So maybe, you know, whatever. Hey guys, I'm back. Sorry about that. You're you're fine. You're fine. You know what I would like to see with some of these collections uh, is the staking reward comes from the royalties. Uh, that that would be cool. Like you know, if people keep trading the NFTs, you also earn part of that um, as a, a staking reward. So the royalty royalties don't okay. all go back to like the actual creators. Uh, percent percentage gets distributed with all the people that are holding the NFT as long as they're like somehow staking it and locking it up. And that making sure it's not fluid where they can go on and trade it right away if they wanted to. I don't know. That's yeah. just that's just a can I chime in on that a little bit, Logan, if you don't mind? Yeah, man. Yeah. Because we, we obviously don't have that system in place. And I think that was an intentional decision on our part. That was a kind of a common system within Terra. You saw a lot of that. And I think they're kind of in my opinion, and, and of course everybody's entitled to think differently about this, it kind of becomes about competing interests at some point, right? Because if you have a super loyal set of holders who are, you know, all staking and all really trying to build the project, well, then you have no sales volume, right? Like if in that case, and then there's nothing to reward them with. Uh, and yet, if you have a bunch of people who are just constantly flipping and no actual like active and loyal holders, well, then the rewards that are going to the pool are, you know, they're going to very few people who maybe are actually willing to hold this nft long term so it just kind of becomes like a i would say like a yo-yo effect of like competing interests and one of the things that we were trying to do we saw that system built out many times in um in terra and it, honestly it failed many times uh, in terra because volumes just weren't attractive enough and that could really kill a project's momentum so what we are trying to do is create sustainable alternative sources of um revenue for the like the reward pool so that in the end if everybody chooses to participate in our ecosystem and everybody's locking it up and and super active and then we hope also choosing to delegate to us because that's also going to their own benefit then in that case we're going to see you know rewarding loyal holders who are actually participating and not being reliant on people actually selling to be rewarded that, that makes actually sense? makes that does make sense because if you do have that kind of utility, then you won't see that much trading volume because people are going to want to just stake the NFT. That does make sense. Yeah, exactly. And I saw that happen <laughs> many, many times, and it sounds like a really fun idea. And I'm I would love to see somebody do it well. Um, and I think maybe there is a way to do it well where you like create like alternate. I don't know. Like again, if you have like multiple revenue streams or something like that. I think just doing it solely off of royalties alone, it's just an incentive model that 
doesn't really work in my opinion because you just see competing yeah competing interests and in, in the within the community you want here you are wanting people to sell and flip and try and create volume but you yourself aren't going to do it yourself because you want to be on the other end to capture that so yeah, and yeah. then you have to think about what kind of utility is the actual token going to have that people are going to want to stake their NFTs to earn it, right? Like if exactly. they can't, if there's no volume with that actual token. So there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into all this. But you know, as as a freaking pleb here, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a DJ or anything. Just thinking about some some ideas, and since they already had that idea over there, then you said it didn't it did it didn't work out that well, or well, I'm. I think that there are different versions of it. Um, I just know I was involved in a few projects that it didn't work on. And the team has quickly pivoted because it was just trickles of pennies coming in. And then that was not incentivizing for people to actually participate. Um, and so then people were selling. And again, like it was a yo-yo effect, but then people would get frustrated, give up and sell. And also there'd be a spike in volume one week. And then they would, people would be like, oh, well, look at that. That was a good week, but because it was very few people who had staked to capture it, same yeah. people would stake again and the volume would drop all the way back down again. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like I said, I'm not saying it's impossible to be done, but I just, I never have seen it successfully done. And so I was very intentional with the design of traders to try and break out of that model and create something that felt more sustainable and a different incentive model where, you know, if, like I said, if, every NFT was held and participated, it would only be the max benefit of the kind of, of the ecosystem and of the game and of the community rather than like uh, removing any incentive to participate. Yeah, man. So just a, just a fun here, a little question. What was your first NFT and, and why did you buy it? Well, I mean, again, I, I've been around the scene for a while in terms of like crypto. So my first technical NFT was a crypto kitty like way back on the ether days oh no way yeah. you bought one of those yeah Th so I mean, those like, were like the I first said, nfts that i've that i ever heard about but i've never i never bought one yeah i probably own like 40 of them i'm I kind of oh. like a little ashamed to say that but like <laughs> why are they doing horribly bad right now or what i i don't even know i stopped using ethereum once i kind of discovered terra and then now with the cosmos because i just can't stand the fees and i like the the ui and everything and the yeah, just the general experience of being part of the IBC gang a lot more. So I don't even, I don't even really mess with Ether any, anymore. No kidding. I wonder what the floor is on those right now, to be honest. So I'm going to pop over. Where, where did you buy it from? OpenSea? Uh, or did you mint it right from the website? I meant it right from the website, I think. But I think you can see it on OpenSea. I actually don't know the answer to that. This is before the days of OpenSea. You guys might have to make a quick point. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Go ahead, Olmstead. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but it's kind of cool. Like, um, we had traders on Tank Show last week, um, and he's talking about like lessons they've learned from Terra, um, both the Loop team and the, and then him, and then to hear him talking about now, like, well, I'm not even messing around with ETH anymore. Like, you know, I moved over to Terra. I like that experience, and after that collapse, now I'm here. And obviously, like, it's an amazing ecosystem place to build and there's not all that horrible fees and like being someone here that's trying to help this ecosystem grow hearing people say stuff like that just makes me feel so so good so um i just thought that was a cool point i wanted to highlight yeah thanks and thanks for everything you do home said yeah it was a great chat we had and uh 
appreciate you know you've been a really great uh resource and connection that I've, I've made here as i've been trying to like kind of work my way you know into understanding the ibc community and do know more and really getting connected with awesome people um so appreciate you and all your kind of networking you've helped me do so hats off to you sir seriously well appreciate just kind words just for fun here um the crypto kitty the last time i seen one sold was a few hours ago and it sold for point zero zero four nine ethereum um so like around eight eight bucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> not sure yeah. not sure how much you paid for it but more than that <laughs> then again Ether was did they pay more in gas to sell it all right it probably cost me more in gas to sell it at this point that's why i haven't looked it's kind of crazy why we don't have like some sort of crypto kitty game already in cosmos you know it'd be super cheap to probably you know use this game it, it, it was a game right where you can like breed the kitties and whatever yeah exactly you would like breed them yeah. and yeah you could like put them up for like being sired and people could breed them with yours and create different rarities exactly i wouldn't be surprised if somebody you know creates this game on evmos oh uh, yeah i could definitely see something like that um i know that there was a few different discussions of different uh different um like kind of breeding games on some like soul projects but i haven't really seen that come over to like cosmos yet so I have cool. a question. Can y'all? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go All right. So, like, I don't know if y'all saw recently, but so well, y'all know that Stargaze has like the trouble with like spam NFT projects. So, if anyone can like, that's interesting enough. Can you touch on that? Secondly, I don't know if y'all saw the Stargaters account post that someone literally like stole their mint, basically like posted as if they were them and all that stuff. Did y'all see that at all? Do you say the Stargaters? I, I've seen that Ambito was um, sharing like uh, a few, a few like um, diagrams explaining some connection between the same projects and what they do with their wallets. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised, man. I did see that Stargaters thing yesterday. So, like, th- does Loop Finance have any like? How are y'all going to control spam spam projects? I Out mean, of I vet know, projects, you mean? Make sure they're vetted yeah i don't know well I was, yeah I, I can i'll say this like i think that there are like in my opinion i think we are still in a like a growing phase in the nft scene and a lot of this uh stargaze for example is a decentralized place where you know it's a lot easier to launch uh, there's a lot like lower kind of vetting standards and you know in some ways that is less corruptible because you kind of remove some of the human um components to some of that um so I, I think that there is you know definitely a place for all of that and with that comes the dyor kind of responsibility on the consumer on all of us that we're checking you know that the art is original and owned by the project that the team is you know not just like spamming spamming and coming up with like multiple projects and just posting them you know rugging basically so, I mean, they, they definitely have an uphill challenge, you know, in creating that kind of um, consumer awareness. Um, but on the other side of it, you know, you take like the loop approach where they're, uh, they're doing like a vetting process with curated in that approach where they kind of are only accepting um, projects that they've had conversations with. And I've had 
hours and hours and hours of conversation with the team. So they, you know, they know me, they know me well. Um, and that's kind of the, the bare minimum of what it's taken for me to get on our marketplace. But, so, but traders, if you think about it, is that really sustainable to exactly. bring in bring in creators to the space, right? That exactly. uh, a team would have to literally spend hours and hours of their own time to vet these projects. Well, I mean, great if they can do it, if they have the capacity and, and the ability to do that, that'd be great for the space. But is it really sustainable, you know? Well, no, I don't. I totally agree with you. That's kind of where, where I'm saying. So, like, the Stargaze approach is much more scalable because uh, you remove that human factor and you know it's but then yeah so then it becomes about the consumers themselves kind of doing their own research and taking that responsibility on for themselves um rusty let's let's see what your opinion that, is on this i that, always appreciate it absolutely brother because Gaines, you know this when stargaze first launched we were on that uh genesis mint and remember we had to go through all that voting process you had to get voted in which is great, but it's a pain in the ass. Rusty, maybe in his day job, huh? Say that. Can y'all hear me okay? Yeah, hey. yeah. I think Homestead was making fun that you're at your day job, but you're out in space. I, I, I am. Hey, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it started off initially that you had to get voted in, but um, it was a pain in the ass. And then there were some people gaming the voting system, right? So they did so you still have that launch pad where they're selective right but then anyone else can get in it's just a thousand stars to get in a miniature process but we had discussions and our kind of recommendation was some sort of badging system right you had a verified nft collection that you knew that you they had met with the um artists or the group and you know they had verified that it was a legitimate uh project versus what's going on now it's just a thousand stars and anyone can get on there but yeah there is there is a part of that where the consumer has to do their due diligence make sure that they're buying a legitimate project because somebody was mentioning the the stargators whatever man there's a lot of shady ass shit going on and there's a lot of thieves and just shitty people in the world but in crypto that's really amplified so be careful but i'm sure right now traders like you said loop is going through this process where they're doing the heavy vetting and stuff like that but to be scalable in the future something will have to give but like i said i, I like the method where you know maybe there's some sort of badge that you know it's kind of like yeah. osmosis the frontier right you've got all this other shit out there and it's kind of like the wild west and it's you know kind of buyer beware uh that's just my two cents on it but um Having it open does give lesser known projects the opportunity to get out there, right, too. So it's a double-edged sword. I'll add a little bit to that, Rusty. So I am heard you guys heard uh, Wolfman talk about this. And this happened in a Stargaze chat. I just popped in there and I was like, you know, I'm getting sick and tired of all these like just crappy, you know, uh, cash grab projects that people get burned on popping up on Stargaze all the time. What if, what if you know, these platforms gave the ability to basically um like let let creators earn badges depending on how well they handle their project so let's just say there's a collection that launched um it did really good they took they, they executed their roadmap really well they're allowed to earn a badge that basically you know separates them from projects that had just come up and you know launched in stargaze and then basically just you know just a cash grab right so you'll have like a, a verified collector or I mean, I'm sorry, a verified creator um, 
in between all those other creators, you can see a little badge. So I would, I would be very, you know, it'd be very interesting to see that and, and how it would be handled on, on these platforms, having like a verified creator. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and just spitballing ideas here, maybe this is something that can be built on secret in a way. If you were to have like some sort of like DAP on secret where you could input certain information, like almost KYC and then uh, like get, if you did it, it would get minted as an NFT that would only get revealed in a situation where you like rug pulled or something like that. And then that, that got you your badge, like doing some sort of, um, yeah, like hidden metadata situation like that would be really, I don't know, I, I, I haven't explored enough about Stash and secret NFTs. I just know that there's like certain special kind of traits that you can do with it, but maybe there is a way to do like a decentralized verified like badge system like that using you know, something to that effect. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a double-edged sword, like I said, because you don't want to stifle this creation as well, too, because getting an NFT project out there, traders, as you know, it's a pain in the ass. There's a lot of work that goes into it, and um, oh, you know, there, a lot of smaller collections, having something like Stargaze where it's easily accessible and now you don't have to be on the launch pad to have success, it's a great platform, so at the same time, it's you know, how much do you, you don't want to keep them from, from launching on there, but at the same time, you're trying to protect your, your consumer base as well too, but maybe it's a badging system or something, just kind of buyer beware that, Hey, there's going to be a lot of shit out there, but there's going to be a lot of great projects out there too, that are just coming up and getting their start. A good point to make also is like what, you know, we're trying to do with the gelato project. Um, being able to launch on Stargaze without having to go through a lot of steps um, helps us because we've partnered with a trusted project in the Cosmos space. So having that badge and somehow being able to attach it to like the gelato shop NFTs that are going to come out in a month to show like, yeah, we've, we've created this art, this project with a trusted project. So even though we're not maybe on that featured tab or something, you know, this is a project that's trying to actually be built here. Um, there is some, like Rusty says, there's a fine line, right? Cause you don't want to decrease people's ability to access this stuff, but to show that, Hey, the builders that are here that have created stuff that are building here are creating these projects or helping these projects, partnering with these projects does help give that bit of peace of mind to the mentor. I would say, Hey, traders, I got a question in my DMS. When, what time is he meant? Uh, I'm still trying to finalize that. So the, currently the the target is for 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, which is then I think I'm doing my math right, like 3 or 4 uh, uh, p.m. in like Central European Time or UTC time, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to be making a big post with that soon. It's going to be a little bit dependent on the dev team schedule. So making sure that the dev team from Loop is online for um those different phases so they can kick those off in a smooth process especially since it's uh it's the first one so um yeah i was hoping to get that finalized but i'm still working with the loop team to make sure that we're you know in a good place and have the, the schedules all sorted that you know everything goes really smooth and seamlessly you're still targeting for august 11th though right that's the target date correct that's that's still the target date okay all right hey marty i see you popped up here Good morning, Marty. Good morning, Gaines. 
So can I uh, input a little bit here, ask some questions? Absolutely, Marty. So uh, these badges are going to be per marketplace. Is that what you guys are leaning towards here? That was a whole kind of discussion. You know, how can how can we uh, separate, you know, vetted creators versus non-vet creators? And yeah. So the vetters are going to be the marketplaces. So, no, no. The, the, the vet, the, well, yes, the vetters will be the marketplace, but the badges will go to the creators that have been already vetted. Yeah. Right. No, I, I got that. So, so, so what I'm going to get as a creator, if I'm multi-chain, if I'm multi-platform, um, whatever you want to call it, is I'm going to have five or six of these badges. I'm going to have one from Stargaze. I'm going to have one from Hopers. I'm going to have one from, you know, whatever on Secret. So I'm going to have multiple badges. Is that the way you guys are looking at this? That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of a, an idea that we've been, you know, tossing around. But like each team would have to decide to do that on their own. Yes. Right. Like this is a hypothetical discussion right now of how yeah. we could we could give people within the community that are minting more assurance that it's not just a pop-up project, like yeah. grabbing for cash. Um, and it's been kind of, um, you know, a lot of it lately on Stargaze, which is why it's a hot topic um, in the spaces, especially and and in the NFT chats that we've been having, because um, really like, like, like I said, it's, it's a real kind of thing right now on Stargaze and, um, somebody mentioned like Ambedo's put together several tweets about it. And like, you just had one with, you know, six or eight projects and they all seem connected to one wallet, um, with no public presence, um, or no verifiable public presence or, you know, community that, that people are engaging with. So, um, well, and this that's where the on hypothetical discussion too. comes from, but it's, it's kind of like, Rusty also mentioned there's this catch 22 about it because you know the heart and soul of cryptocurrency is giving people access right and giving everyone a chance but you know with that access there will be the bad actors and so how do we figure out how to do the right amount of vetting or you know due diligence to protect our community but not um, stifle its growth and as a growing ecosystem, that's a big thing is we don't want to stifle our growth going into the next bull run or anything like that, you know? So does this, I mean, I, I don't know if I should say better or worse, but does this change, um, you know, with basically IBC 721 NFTs? So, you know, I have a... I guess it depends. I guess it depends where they launched the collection, right, Marty? It would just all depend on where they actually launched it doesn't matter where the actual NFTs go, where they, where they end up transferring them to what marketplace. Well, that's why I said whether this is good or bad, you know, mm. you know, kind of, you know, what we have is kind of a situation where the valuation as determined by the customers, okay, is very, very focused on the original mint locations. But that doesn't necessarily have to be true, right? Some group could come together and say, I want to build like this master class um, kind of marketplace where, you know, 
I spent $2 million of marketing to bring everybody here to this place. And, you know, it could be on the Zulu moon, you know, blockchain, but a third of, you know, the, uh, the NFTs could be from Stargaze or Juno or Secret or whatever else. So that's why I said it's like this could be good or bad. I mean, I really don't understand, you know, what you guys are trying to solve. If if the the customer loves the NFT, does it really matter that there's nobody, you know, publicly, you know, wrapped around the NFT? I'm just just trying to understand that. That is a good, that is a good, yeah, a, a good um, point of view. Like, does that really matter? If that customer likes the NFT, they're going to want to mint the NFT. They don't care if it's what they do with the fonds, if they even execute the roadmap. If it's nice art, they're going to end up buying it regardless, right? Right. That's, that's what's going to happen here. I mean, and, and if you look at the tool base, that gets better and better, okay, um, for creating marketplaces and, and minting. You know, I mean, there could be 300 marketplaces, you know, on, um, you know, Juno. You know, if there's 20 million people using Juno on a daily basis two years from now, that could support a lot of marketplaces for, again, inexpensive NFTs. But I think that's one of the marketplaces, or sorry, one of the market segments, which is going to be the inexpensive NFTs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting. It's an interesting topic that I, I, I bring up, though, because let's just say that um, there is a big collection, right? Um, and they're asking a ton of a ton of tokens for each NFT. Well, if you can basically um, lock up the funds and, and and just be very transparent on how you're going to handle the funds, that basically would like earn you the right to a, a certain badge, you know, to just to give you that comfort level like okay well if i'm minting this nft and it's this much money you know and they're gonna lock up their funds for this long and they are you gonna they're gonna earn a badge that kind of like separates them from a project that's not gonna lock up the funds and just gonna do whatever the hell they want with the funds. i don't know it's just an idea i i, I tossed out there would really like you know for more people to chime in no, no, I, I think it's a an idea that has that, that should be exercised. I mean, I for sure, for certain in discussion. I'm just, you know, I'm looking at Hopers.io, and you know, I mean, there's there's, uh, I think I bought a what did I buy? I, I bought a Netta, a Netta knot, and it was I, th- I think it was like five Juno. It's beautiful, right? And <clears throat> You know, if that's if that's what's going to be out there, you know, in the one to five Junos out there, I think there's just going to be a lot of people creating these things. And if they get the funds immediately, do we really care? Right, right. So the the as we've been as we've been developing the the NFT Flex application, um, you know, when we were trying to pull out the the last of the Juno problems. Um, this morning, Freddie and I. Um, there, there seems to be other issues. Like, for instance, you know, should there be a uniform contract or standard contract that everybody uses? Because you know, 
having you know a a, a, con, a a specific contract sorry a unique uniquely designed contract per collection seems like unscalable talking about scale is this something that we should work on as a community in, in addition to what you're talking about well, if I can chime in too, I think that also will help with like secondary market listings and stuff too. So, I mean, if there's a pretty uniform and, you know, scalable um, contract for minting, then it'll help with kind of making secondary market listings as we get more marketplaces online. That'll also help there as well. Now, this is something that the Terra scene, again, going back to that, like learning lessons there, you know, certain marketplaces were uniform and certain were not. And then that created, you know, topics uh, for li secondary listings, um, you know, where, where certain, depending on who you launched with, really affected how, how easy it was for you to get on a secondary market elsewhere. Right. I, I do remember some of that debate. Huh? I, I, I hate to use the word terror because I, I start going into spasms of fear or something. But <laughs> I, I apologize for I apologize for giving you PTSD. No, you, should, you should apologize ex after a few years. I'll just accept my fate, you know. <laughs> hey, therapy, we're all in it together on that. All right, the, the therapy will work eventually, right? Um, oh my gosh, that's one. That's one thing I, I said to traders. I'm like, I hate to I hate to bring this up because it was a tough time for everybody. But you know, you came from terror, right? <laughs> hey, you know what? It's it's. Definitely something like I know I'm gonna have to like deal with, and it's it's you know, it is something I've been like as a person who was heavily into Terra, and as somebody who was a founder of a project trying to launch on Terra, like it's definitely been like a double hit. But I, uh, yeah, I think that um, I think that again, I've just tried to step away and look at the lessons learned, and like I know that's been like a topic, uh, uh, definitely a, a kind of revolving topic talking point here, but I think. The only thing you can do in a situation like that is try and learn and grow. And uh, it definitely took time and everybody's going to be a different pace for everybody. But I've definitely tried to step back and learn and grow from that experience and see how to do better moving forward. Yep. So so let me just kind of throw out, you know, it's kind of a, some NFT flex. Like perspective on this. Um, one of the one of the concepts that we're trying to deal with is that you know from a consumer's perspective okay or like the next wave of consumer is like the the whole nft space is impossible to navigate it's like where do i get this where do i get that you know i saw this you know, my grandmother showed me this, my sister showed me this, my granddaughter showed me that, whatever else. And it's like, where do I get these things? This one's on secret on this place. This one's on Juno in this place. This one's on Juno on another place. This one's on Stargaze. This one's on Evmos, whatever else. There's no, you know, if you want to build a collection that's multi-chain, you know, where's the unifying kind of, place where i can know about all these things any thoughts about that was it directed at me i'm sorry uh was that a question for me specifically or just like the broader room the broader room all right but if you certainly engage but it's like the broader room yeah go ahead traders go ahead 
Yeah, no, I'm try- trying to take a second to process my thoughts from, I, I guess, from the perspective of how he asked it in terms of being a collector, right? Like, that, that's the, the, the idea you're saying is, like, how do you track and how are you able to, as a, like, as a consumer of NFTs, like, you know. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of maybe you're not the best example because you're such an insider and a, you know, a Sabra firstborn to the space. But how, how do we deal with the next 2 million people who aren't really willing to like, you know, spend a million hours trying to figure out where everything is? Is there a simple place to go to, which says, here's the directions to get all these different NFTs? There, right now in, in Cosmos, there's really not, Marty. There's really not one one site where you can basically view all of the collections and then just click on it and it'll take you to that Stash app or it'll take you to that Stargate website to, to purchase the NFT. There's not. Guys, actually, you know what? I think I know a place. It's called IBC NFTs. Have y'all seen it? You should check out the website. And I think it's actually servicing exactly what you're asking for i haven't been in a long time but um you can search by collection like you, you put, press the explore button and you can search by asset manual Edmos, juno cosmos and start seriously yeah have you seen it you should look at it right isn't now that, isn't that the team that uh that produced the ibc <laughs> friends collection correct? i believe so uh, marty have you heard of that one yet i've heard of you know, ibc I i've heard actually of it, looked but, at, i've actually i've actually looked at it in the past i had forgotten all about it yeah, same here. I didn't know you could view all of the collections and all of different platforms. I was I thought it was mainly just just showcasing certain projects, but I, I didn't know that's that's what they were up to right now. Me neither. I haven't been in like over six months at least to the website, but ibcnfts.com looks pretty comprehensive actually. It's it's interesting though. It, it, the way it presents is like it hasn't been updated in a long time and that doesn't mean it's true but like for instance yeah. it says it says that the strange clan mint price is to be announced so it's not an automated <laughs> process like because i i put on there as well you basically submit a ticket to the team to update the website so it is up to the team to kind of be there and updating that information with the ibc friends team they have a discord server so yeah, there's nothing like automated about it. Is that what you're trying to get at, Marty? Like having something that it's automated. So as soon as somebody uploads their collection to Stargaze, it's going to show up on this website with all the different platforms and collections. Well, whether it, whether it's automated or not, like up to date would certainly be it. And I also see that actually they're they're confusing this by injecting validator validator delegation as well so it's you know it's it's interesting but it's also kind of a mess um and i acid mail yeah it's not exhaustive there's no there's no uh there's no stargaze in here there's no secret in here so it it looks like a project that's I don't know. Stuck? Yeah. They got the right idea, but they they they're definitely gonna have to improve on a few things. Wait, Marty, you don't see a secret button, a Stargaze button, like on the IBC NFC's website? 
I'm on, I'm the web browser and I see, I see a stargaze to delegate. Okay. But I don't see a stargate stargaze to discover. It's kind of weird. I'm so maybe I got lost, but on the IBC NFTs website, I mean, I, when I click the drop down menu and I see the explore button, then I can see a list of all, I guess, NFT collections. Okay. Yes. That, yes. You're right. In the explore there is, but like, like the front page, I mean, again, I've been doing web design stuff since 1995 or 1994. So this is kind of a very messy website. But you're right. I, I was I was looking at the website itself. But yes, okay, explore, Stargate Secret, Omniflix. Yeah, they do have that. That's good. But I totally agree with you. Like I said, I haven't been to the website in so many months that I was not sure what I was going to find. But I was surprised to find that they actually have a pretty decent list and somewhat updated. I mean, not not so far as the Strange Plan price on the front page, which is a travesty. It's just, you know, it's, it's sad. But the other stuff is pretty good, at least. Yeah, the, it, now now that I look at the, the Explore tab, it's definitely a pull down and it looks good and kind of looks up to date, though. Hasn't Board Ape uh, 3D, hasn't that actually been launched? Are, uh, Marty, are, are the uh, Juno NFTs ready to um, flex on the NFT Flex app yet? This this week, they should be. We oh, sweet. We definitely had you know, a bunch of interesting issues that he and I were debugging this morning. So, and it, and it comes back to this, this Cosmosm contract issue, which is, you know, not um, by any way, everybody's writes a, a unique Cosmosm contract. Um, so, you have to parse each one. That's, uh, you know, Dude, I, I have like one request. I mean, I don't know. I wish Stargaze. Okay, I mean, I'm, I wish Stargaze would basically like push more uh, services to us. I know that's really selfish of me to say, like, do it yourself, right? But it's like, I feel like there are some things that we're missing. Like, a, definitely a sales history would be really beneficial for us. I mean, like, we don't even know. We just pop in, we see more stars in our account. We don't know what just happened. They were able to go to Minscan and all that stuff. Like, I feel like they're really? their basic services that should like already be available or should be quickly coming and that we just don't have. So this is part of why I'm really excited about the loop marketplace, because I think that a lot of those features are going to, you know, like a lot of the missing features that, you know, the community could benefit are going to be there on loop. Um, and I, I'm really excited for people to experience that, you know, minting experience. Cause I think, the broader cosmos is kind of missing that super clean and comprehensive all-in-one um, marketplace experience. Like with Stargaze, you kind of divide it between Hubble and Stargaze for like filtering yeah. and for collections and for, I mean, you can't really even get your uh, your sales history. And so like getting all of that in one really nice clean user interface is going to be super nice for the people who mint and use Loop. That's I'm, definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to the loop stuff. I mean, they were very serious people on the, I'll bring up the, I'll use the T word again. There were very serious people on the Terra chain and their vision and direction were pretty amazing. Um, so. Is there a place that we can take a look at the loop? What this going to look like when it launches? Um, yeah, I, I think we can, right? Uh, Trader, just, just pop over to their um, Twitter page and then hit the link. 
I can't remember if we've posted it publicly or not. I've had the link for a little while because I've been helping them with like beta testing some stuff. So I don't know if I'm allowed to share that publicly or not. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Well, you're excited though, you know, to say the least. Yeah, no, I will say this. <laughs> like from getting to beta test and like getting to explore that website, it is it's awesome. Cool, cool. Any any final uh words, uh creators? Final thoughts? Um yeah, I think I'm just gonna reiterate um that you know, I'm really excited for our mint that there's going to be a lot of ways to kind of win, like win, if you will, with our mint. You're going to have the reward NFTs, which are, you know, going to have loop and G key associated with them and varying amounts. But, uh, you know, of course, one of them is going to have a hundred thousand loop. And there's going to be five of them with 25,000 loops. So, you know, there's some big ways to win there. We also have 10, uh, one of ones that are like specially designed by our artists and featuring traits that not seen anywhere else in the collection. You know, we have a Stargaze Punk. We've got like a TradeFi, uh, like New York Stock Exchange. We've got a Bear Market, Bear Cave. Um, we've got a lot of like really fun one-on-ones that are just, I think, beautiful, beautiful art. Um, so people who win the, or who win those are going to be, you know, happy. And then uh, we're also going to be playing MintGo. So the, the, there's a board game. It's basically bingo for minting. Uh, with prizes associated for people who submit um, their mint transactions. So check out our uh, Medium article with our mint details for more on that. Um, this, Yeah, it's going to be a really fun and exciting mint day. I think there's going to be just a ton of ways to win, and I, I really can't wait to, to share, you know, the Loop Marketplace and the Traders Collection and all the art with everybody. Awesome. Well, hey, good luck on your mint. Wish you a lot of success, and uh, hope to see you around again. And I, I will do a, a shameless shill here for, for Cosmospaces too. So we do have a app. It's called the NFT Flex app. And I would love for people to participate in the current giveaway what that we're doing. If you look at my pinned post here, the second one, um, it shows, you know, the image of me flexing my NFT collection. And basically just follow the instructions. Use the hashtag my first NFT flex and then tag Cosmospaces. And then um, we'll put you on a we'll put you on a list to to win some tokens. And it's really easy to use. You just basically go to the website, connect Kepler, and all your Stargaze NFTs will be viewed on the actual platform. And you can drag and drop them to the boxes and flex them the way you want. And then just click the flex button. So should I drop some alpha here? Yeah, go ahead, Marty. Do it. They're they're probably not interested in any alpha, are they? Oh, we are. <laughs> So right, you kind of already heard that like Juno's like around the corner, but following it is secret. Okay. And, you know, we kind of, we still are waiting to see what Osmo does, whatever else, whatever. But we're, we're also doing the research now to integrate MetaMask, which gives us Evmos and OpenSea. So this becomes, you know, obviously more and more through time, you know, kind of a multi-chain thing. Um, so. The UI is, you know, modest, whatever else. But again, we have lots of ideas right now. We're kind of more focused on the chain, getting all the multi-chain stuff done than necessarily all the the most sexiest capability on the UI. But the goal is, you know, for for you have like all your different favorite, you know, uh, NFTs from all the different chains, you know, flexed. 
and flexing in Twitter, flexing in, you know, every piece of social media that you have, should you be interested in doing so. Um, so that's, that's my alpha for today. That was good. Thanks for qualifying some of the discussion here. I didn't it definitely help me focus on some of the things I didn't, it's pretty ignorant of. Hey, thanks for popping in Marty. And thanks for everybody that, you know, helped contribute some uh, value to the space. It was, it was fun, but I'm going to wrap it up guys. Uh, had a really good time with everybody here and looking forward to the, uh, the loop NFT marketplace launch. That's going to be really fun for, for everybody in the Juno community. Yeah. Thank you for a great discussion. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on dude. I know you guys are really busy and uh use for crypto. Thank you for coming in. And also Kevin, I think he's still up here. Thanks Kevin. Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was cosmos spaces, cosmos ecosystem, NFT share and chill hosted by Lil Gaines. Recorded on Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Laying there at night while I'm counting sheep. Brain on repeat, no amount of please. Would you shut the fuck up? Yo, I'm trying to sleep. Not till you write it down to remind your genius ass in the morning. When you wake up to realize it was nothing more than a weird dream. And you feel like everybody's on the tape, but things aren't always what they seem. What's real to me isn't real to you Living this reality is barely new And if you've seen this little feud You'd be filling up your gas tanks too We're living in a fucking simulation of a simulation Don't look back or you'll get sucked into the miscommunication All this dumb fucking ruckus Drink bleach here Keep a tight demeanor and swing for the bleachers This ball is crushed I feel like I wanna kick the bucket over, spill the fun, release some other means of hunting. All these silly motherfuckers coming at us like we don't got a bunch of guns or something. These are fucked up times we're living in, and I don't need the judgment. Free to suffer, no need to suffer. The leaders busted freedom, hunter disagreements wander. Cold streets filled with screaming bottom feeders. Take me to your leaders, blasting propaganda through the speakers. So if you wanna build, let's build. But if you wanna steal, get buried in the field. Double duty at the rocket, Rudy, coppin' fruity, not a newbie. Got the Ruby's hostile, looking like Chewbacca threw me through the window. Fucking sue me, now I'm looking all hypnotic, bougie with a bunch of suckers I went to school with who barely knew me. Students sitting here, fucking clueless, looking at the next duck, trying to see who the goose is. Should've paid more attention to the hole in the boat. Now tell me why y'all still vote. Spaces.